Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we are delighted that you have welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email with your question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Today, our guest is Kellyanne Guest. Now, Kelly is a very full life. She's a youth minister, a blogger, an author, a mother of 10 children, and previously she was a Dominican sister of St. Cecilia in Nashville. And though after discerning out of religious life, she was fully embraced her calling as a wife and a mother. And she's written a beautiful book that brings light to the great intersection between holiness and motherhood in the Catholic faith. And this beautiful book is called Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness. And this great book is available at EWTNRC.com. You could go to our website, nuntonine.com. I love that website. Yeah. It really tells who she is. <laughs> like, you know, you follow God, you say yes to the Lord, you think you're going to be going one way, and then we do another way. And the beautiful thing that Kelly shared, he never wastes any opportunity of your past in your life to make a teachable mm. moment in your present and for your future. That's yeah. the economy of yeah. our good God. I like the phrase, the intersection between holiness and motherhood. And that's a lot of what's in this book with the 25 saintly mothers and, and, and love for their children, uh, various circumstances and situations, and you're giving your life away and yet it's God's way of bringing you home to himself mm -hmm. to make you holy. You must be holy for I, the Lord, your God, I am holy. And it doesn't say somewhere in, in the scriptures that, that motherhood is a way to save you. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's all throughout there. This should be a great encouragement to all mothers and, and to women. Uh, it's just a wonderful book. I've enjoyed reading it and I'm not a mom, I'm a dad. So there's great, great resources and a saint for every circumstance and situation or a blessed that you could go to. We'll be right back, plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. We are at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Kellyanne Guest. Kelly is a youth minister, blogger, author, and mother of 10 children. Previously, she was a Dominican sister of St. Cecilia in Nashville, though after discerning out of religious life, she fully embraced her calling as a mother and a wife. And she's written a beautiful book that brings to light the great intersection between holiness and motherhood in the Catholic faith. The great book is called Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness. It's available at EWTNRC.com. We all have the opportunity to be holy, right? And so sometimes it, it comes to us in the way in our vocations, be it motherhood, be it a nun, be it a teacher, whatever our vocation is and how we serve the Lord. But tell our family what is one of the hopes for your beautiful book, and then also 
Um, tell us which one of the saints you resonate to the most and why right now. Okay, so I wrote the book to hopefully encourage and inspire moms because being a mom is tough, mm -hmm. you know, and to do it right will cause you to die to yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to set up examples for other women so that they would know what they need to do um, to be able to live their vocation fully and let it help them become the mm -hmm. saint that God's calling them to yeah. be. Mm -hmm. So that was a big thing, to yeah. provide encouragement and inspiration to mm -hmm. other moms. The, the same that I needed mm -hmm. to help me get through raising my nine children. Mm -hmm. right. we're, we're really in a culture, unfortunately, that denies children, whether it's, it's contraception or whether it's mm -hmm. people's idea of marriage. We have dinks, double income, no children, sterilizing themselves right before they get married. Okay, this is madness. Uh, or maybe they just, whatever, whatever. They don't understand that. But, but we've got to get across to them the richness of a human being, of a person, of a life, that this is, is worth it. And it's actually the, one of the key ways God's bringing you to salvation, bringing you into your person, that there's nothing greater, maybe a few things, but than to have a human being, to be a part of that process, and that it's a miracle. We're not guaranteed a child. So many mm -hmm. people desire a child and they just can't, can't conceive a, a, a child. So really, I hope that this is promoting not only people who are already moms, but maybe somebody would read this and say, motherhood's worth it, and there's all sorts of moms and successes and failures and circumstances and situations, but I want to do something beyond myself. Because when you lose yourself, you find yourself. If you want to find yourself, you don't want to get married if you don't have a call to another vocation, you just don't want to get married, but you want to have the relationship, but you're not open to conceiving or having a child, you're going to lose your life. You find your life by giving your life away, by taking a risk, right? And there's no guarantees with this kid you're going to have. So I hope that your, your book will help some women say, I want to get married and have a child. I don't know if I'll be blessed in that way, but this, this, is, this is really something. Yeah, I mean, motherhood, the, the, the children that God blesses us with helps us to become fuller person than well, that God has called us to be. It, it's through our kids that we grow in holiness, right? right? Sometimes in good ways and sometimes through not so good ways, but it's our children that, and, and so you are asking like a, a mom that resonates with me, mm -hmm. St. Gladys was one, um, because she was, she's a princess, mm -hmm. she was raised and baptized, a Catholic Christian, and um, she was beautiful, caught the eye of, uh, um, this is in um, Wales, and so there's more tribal, so another tribal king really fell in love with her and went and asked her father for permission to marry her, and the dad said, no, you're not a Christian, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you permission to marry my daughter. So he went home, got a couple hundred of his men, and came back and kidnapped her, right? And I guess you could do it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's another way, right? And and Gladys actually like, you know, she's like, woohoo, this is fun. Like they mm -hmm. they were like predated Bonnie and Clyde. Like mm -hmm. they were going out pillaging and and stealing, mm -hmm. and um, she just totally lost her Christian wow. roots. So mm -hmm. she bought in. Wow. Yeah, she did bought okay. buy in. She sure did. And um, and God helped her out um, by they stole the cow of a holy monk. 
what? Kermit. <laughs> his, his source of nutrition, right? He, he got milk from this cow. This was his sole source of nutrition. They stole it. <laughs> and so this tenacious little monk went running after him, but unfortunately by the time he caught up to him, they, they were having to cook out some hamburgers, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like they had already mm -hmm. slaughtered his mm -hmm. cow. And so that Catholic guilt always stays with you, right? <laughs> you can act like it doesn't, but it does. And so Gladys is like, how can we make this up to you? And he wanted their firstborn son. Ooh. Now, it sounds really weird to us, but back in that time, it was not uncommon before public education mm -hmm. for the wealthy to allow monks to raise their children mm -hmm. to teach them, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of children would go to monasteries to be educated and live there. So Gladys allowed Caddick, her firstborn, to go to live with this monk, and he raised him in his Christian faith. Wow. And through him, through their son, he brought mom back into the faith, because she would, of course, be mom, miss mm -hmm. her son, go visit. Mm -hmm. And as he grew older, realized, mom, you, you, you guys mm -hmm. aren't living mm -hmm. this right. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be leading your people in good example, right? And so eventually she comes back and also through their prayers, mm -hmm. the father did too. He wow. had an extraordinary supernatural vision really mm -hmm. that, that brought him back. He wasn't buying in so much. I'm not letting my son tell me what to do kind mm -hmm. of thing. But um, eventually our Lord, through their son, brought both of them into the faith, into the fullness of faith. They went on to, to rule their kingdom justly and well, and then handed the um, kingdom over to younger children wow. and went off and lived a life of penance to make mm -hmm. up for their wild All and crazy the mess days. They did. But for me, mm -hmm. the, the lesson was that don't be afraid to learn from your children. Mm. You know, that they have lessons to teach you. So oftentimes, my children, in a nonchalant kind of way, will will correct me, Mommy, should you be saying that? Mm -hmm. Mommy and Daddy, why don't you just kiss and make up? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's okay to be humbled by your children mm -hmm. and let them correct you when, when necessary and, and, to, and to say sorry to them. We teach them to say sorry mm -hmm. and to receive forgiveness, yeah. but also for them to be able to give us forgiveness when we mess up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're only going to learn that in the formation of your home, yeah. right? Yeah, and so this is how we heal and restore relationships when relationships right. are broken. This is how we get back together as a couple and the children need to see that. Yes. But then this is how we get back together when we're broken as a mother and a son or a daughter and a, a brother and a sister. We have to say we're sorry right. and to say that's the most important thing to, to be restored back one to another. Absolutely. And you're only going to learn that in family life. And hopefully mothers and fathers are modeling that. If not, God will use the voices of your children to say, hey, you need to shore up these areas here, yes. right? Exactly. My children would correct me all the time. I was a yeller and I yelled a lot. Yeah. And then I put my children to bed. I love you. I love you. I love you. I used to love putting my children to bed. And then my one son, I said, Matt, I'm so sorry for yelling at you today. Like, forgive mommy. And he said, Mama, you know we're going to forgive you, but when are you ever going to change? <laughs> I was like, what? But that was, and God was like saying, Joy, when are you going to change? Like, yeah. stop. Like, you need a changed behavior here. And I remember walking down the stairs like, oh, my God, when am I ever going to change? God helped me to change. Right. And it was that question, that announce, you know, that thing that my son said to me that caused me to cry out to God right. that something would change, that I would have the virtue of 
patience as mm -hmm. we're still working on that all the days of my life, but not to yell, right? Because right? that wasn't accomplishing anything anyway. Right, that's exactly what that St. Gladys was trying to tell me too. Yeah. Exactly what you were saying right here. And that's what those, we have to listen, we have to be humble, um, we have to forgive ourselves the sin of yes. pride. We have to give that over to Jesus and say, Lord, make me teachable, make me humble, make me holy in all my ways. And all these beautiful saints have gone before us to help us. So yes. for every circumstance, situation, stage of life, and you're going through so many stages, there's, there's a saintly mom to read about in this book to learn from, but also have fellowship with. Yes. Uh, in the mundane things, the things day to day and diapers up to the head and, and, and cleaning and nobody seems to be affirming anything. What saints or holy mothers do you have that a mom can look to and say, I may not even want to say this out loud, but I need to tell somebody and I don't have a friend to tell it to that really gets, who gets this? What yeah. saints do you have that get? So, uh, there's two that come to mind. Um, the only one that's not yet on the process through canonization is Eliza Vaughn. Um, she had 14 children. So talk about being elbow yeah. deep in diapers <laughs> and dishes and such. She had 14 children. She actually was a Royce, like Rolls-Royce family. Mm -hmm. So okay. a Protestant, prominent Protestant family, but w studying in France, fell in love with the Catholic Church, came home, married a Catholic man. And she said, you know what? I want to give our family to the Lord. The church needs vocation. So of her 14 children, 13 survive into adulthood, 10 of them become religious. Yeah. Um, so either mm -hmm. a priest, religious priest, um, or four nuns, her four daughters became nuns. That's so amazing. Somebody came like bishops and so archbishops. Yeah. Uh, so she had uh, two, um, two religious priests, one diocesan, a bishop, an archbishop, and a cardinal, and then four nuns. Well, yeah. God bless her. So, but she made a holy hour every day mm -hmm. and prayed for vocations. Now, a holy hour with 14 kids, I don't know. The only thing I can think <laughs> is she had a nanny or, uh -huh. or two or five uh -huh. to help her, right? So, yeah. and not all of us are blessed with that, but she was, and so she took advantage of that mm -hmm. by not watching soap operas, <laughs> whatever they had back then, <laughs> mm -hmm. but making a holy hour and praying wow. for her children and praying for an increase of vocations. But the one that really um, struck me most is St. John Bosco's mother, Mama Bosco. Um, she's a venerable, venerable Margaret Bosco who raised um, three boys by herself, pretty much. Her husband died when John was still little, so um, about five. So she raised these boys. They were good men. John becomes a priest. She was so happy about that. Um, and she's sitting back starting to re and to enjoy, to reap yes. the fruits of grandmotherhood, mm -hmm. right? The other two boys got married. They had grandkids or kids her grandchildren, and she's enjoying that. And John is in the city, and he's doing his priestly ministry among orphaned boys and troubled boys, and he starts an oratory, and he is just so much, he gets himself sick. So sick that his bishop sends him back home to mama mm -hmm. to get better. Like, mm -hmm. we, okay, we made him sick. Mm -hmm. Can you get him better again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so mama, uh, Margaret, she nurses him back to health, and he's getting ready to go back to turn to the city, and he said, Mom, I need help. Mm -hmm. If I go back and continue my work, I'm just gonna get back here. Mm -hmm. These boys need a mom. Will you come with me? Mm -hmm. And so she does. And at the time, there's like a dozen or two boys, but it grows to be about 100 right. boys, mm -hmm. over 100 boys. And she is older, mm -hmm. and she's tired. So one night after, I mean, like she probably 
making all these beds mm -hmm. and, and mending mm -hmm. clothes and all this and, and preparing meals for them. She sits down with her sons and she's like, I'm tired. I want to go back home, mm -hmm. you know? And John doesn't say anything. He just, his <laughs> eyes go over to the wall and she follows his eyes and they're looking at the crucifix. Mm -hmm. And she understands that this is her cross and she has to continue to carry it. Mm, wow. And she said, okay. But John also understood he couldn't do to his mother what was happening to him. So he started doing like weekend trips home to the country where mm -hmm. he and Margaret would go and they would take just a couple, two or three of the good boys. So it was almost like if you're really good this week, if you mm -hmm. get all, then you get to go with mama home mm -hmm. to the country. Yeah. But that gave her time away from all those boys, mm -hmm. time out in the country, out of the city. So it is important for moms to have a little bit of a time out when right. they can get it right. Yeah. That's but important. But here's, here's a woman that it just shows God is going to give us the grace to persevere through this, that we're going to be. So if you're ever feeling overwhelmed with all the household duties and all the children running around, pray to Mama Margaret, yes. you know. She understands she's been there. Mm -hmm. And so she yeah. she is one that sometimes I'm like, oh, please, Mama Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> please. Now, who you, that, she's a beautiful one. And uh, EWTN did that movie and they do a beautiful uh, portrayal of her and you get to really see her heart and yeah. her love for her son and her love for Jesus it's, to be obedient to and, that. And her love, this almost sounds like a foster care adoption mm -hmm. overwhelming yeah. thing. Because yeah. Vaughn had 14 children. She had three boys, that's plenty. But it's like, is that overwhelming? But she took on. Yeah. yeah. So She extended her love and right. heart. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Care, foster care. You know, yeah. And those boys and, loved her. Of course. When, when she did finally pass, they, it was just like long, long line of all yeah. these boys that now were men. You know, following mm -hmm. her casket to the church. It was beautiful. Did you have another insight? Yes, I wanted to know about um, for a woman who's a career woman and she's working, right? So we have one daughter that's a stay-at-home mom. We have another daughter that works and she also is a mom. She has four kids. Who is the saint that they would go to for a working mom? Maria Corsini. She was um, pretty well known before she even got married as an um, education professor, an author, and a sought-after lecturer. So, um, and then she fell in love with Luigi. And they are actually, a lot of people think it's, um, Zelly and Louise Martin, but mm -hmm. they are actually the first canonized couple that John Paul canonized, um, Luigi and um, Maria. And so, um, yeah, so she had a very successful career, but she also um, raised a family. And, and she and her husband, they started um, a foundation, a charitable foundation to help those with disabilities be able to go to Lourdes. It first started off as Lourdes, okay. but then the other pilgrimages, so raising money. They did scouting, but not in their nice little quiet town mm -hmm. in the city. And they made their children go. And they started like scouting groups for the poor children and mm -hmm. poor children in the city. And their children would join these scouting groups and they would run them mm -hmm. so that these children would have someplace safe to go and some um, education and, and, and charitable mm -hmm. works also. So, so somehow she was able to balance that career that she had with her family life. Mm -hmm. um, again, she's another one during World War II, so she joined the Red Cross and was a nurse for the Red Cross. And her home, which was always open to, to those in need, she also did hide some Jews during the time mm -hmm. to try to get them out to safety mm -hmm. during the World War. So, yeah. yeah so, so it never ends. It. Like, oh. you, you can't come home from work and just say, okay, now I'm done. Oh. There's always an extension of more and more and more. Because yeah. God always requires more from us.
Yeah. But he also gives us the grace to that's do it. That's right. So mm -hmm. he never gives us anything that he doesn't provide the graces for. That's and right. And I think that's what these ladies, um, these saintly moms taught me, is mm -hmm. that no matter what God has given us to do, whatever the calling is, whatever the, the cross might be, uh, he's given us the grace to be able mm -hmm. to pick that up and go with it. And boy, especially for moms, what a blessing. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, yeah. like you were saying before, the children are, are what makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. That They are our greatest blessing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know pride is a um, capital sin, but if I could be proud of anything, it's my kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're turning mm -hmm. out to be pretty good yeah. human beings. That's always the We're going to hold you over for the final segment. Okay. Saintly Moms, 25 Stories of Holiness, Kelly Ann Guess. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, we're fin finishing up our conversation with Kellyanne. Now, Kelly, if, you know, it's so beautiful to know these saints, that they're out there for us. You put it in a little snapshot for 25 for moms to get in touch with, to say, I need to call on this one, this one, um, to help us as we journey mm -hmm. on our role of motherhood. But who, would, who was a good saint that they could turn to for a friend? Because friendships and being a mom, sometimes you just feel like you're in a desert and nobody gets you. The whole world is just driving away and off to work and you're left home in this desert of no friends. So St. Francis of Rome, she actually was one of my favorites to write about. Um, she did, actually wanted to be a sister, but this she's living during a time where there's prearranged marriages. So um, she was not allowed to be a nun. She went to be married. Um, and she did end up falling in love with her husband, and, and they had a beautiful family. Um, but the thing is, in the beginning, she was not performing um, her wifely duties of a duke. Um, she did not, like for her, fasting was easier than feasting, right? Mm -hmm. She'd rather be in the chapel praying than entertaining right. guests, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So she got herself real sick. Mm -hmm. And um, it was only through a vision of St. Alexis who appeared to her and it's like, okay, do you want to die or you want to do God's will? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, hmm. <laughs> um, that she got well again, right? But God, again, whenever he asks you to do anything, he always sends you the graces you need. So what he sent her was a friend. Venosa mm -hmm. was her actually her um, sister-in-law. And together they both had this love for the church. So she found someone that understood that I want to be in the church. And, and so Venosa said, okay, so we're going to go to mass. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then we're going to come back and we're going to put on the fancy dresses mm -hmm. and we're going to entertain and we're going to keep these old biddies in line, right? We're going to mm -hmm. keep the conversation godly. We're not going to let them gossip, right? And then we'll feast with them, but in the evening we'll fast. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so Venosa mm -hmm. helped her navigate it until she was able to figure out how to be the best wife and mom that, that God was calling her to be. And, and that's so true for us. We need someone to help us in our journey through motherhood, mm -hmm. right? We need another mommy who is going through it with us or maybe even a little bit ahead of us that can help guide us and to encourage us, um, to help us get to mass, mm -hmm. maybe watch each other's kids so we can have date night with our husband. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we need that. So pray to St. Francis of Rome and say, send me a Venosa. Mm -hmm. Send me a friend that can help me 
through this journey of motherhood so I don't go crazy right. and I can still live my vocation and have that time out or whatever it is that I need. Someone to just understand what I'm going through and just listen to me. Mm. Um, we, we need that. Well, you said you would just crave for adult conversation, yes. right? It's like, you know, I just need someone who I could share my heart with and mm. just someone to listen to say, it's okay, you, it's, this isn't the end of your story. This is a hard time you're going through right now, but it's gonna be okay. Right. right. I remember going grocery shopping with the kids and finding somebody I would know and the kids were like because oh. they knew I was going to start talking because I've been talking to you all day. Right. I want to talk to right. an adult for right. a little while, you know, yeah. and then time bomb when the kids would be going off and mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, got to mm -hmm. go now, mm -hmm. <laughs> finish my shopping. But yeah, we, we, we need that adult mm -hmm. conversation. We need mm -hmm. someone who's been there and done that. And mm -hmm. that's why I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. These women have been through it and they understand when I'm going through it. What a blessing it is to be Catholic, to have the communion of yes. saints. You yes. know, that we can turn to them and say, you made it, mm -hmm. help me. Yeah, you pray know? for me. Ask God yeah. to mm -hmm. send me the graces I need right now. Kelly, mm -hmm. thank you so much thank for the you. gift You're of this welcome. book, for blessing the church and especially women and mothers. Saintly Moms, 25 Stories uh, of, of Mothers, Saintly Moms of, of Holiness, the intersection of motherhood and, and holiness, EWTNRC.com. Go to the website as well, none, the number two, nine, none299.com. Saints, holy women for every circumstance and situation. You're never alone. The saints want to enter into more forward fellowship with you if you invite them to do so. God bless you and all of your loved ones. Keep it on EWTN. You're an important part of this family. You're never alone. You're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.